Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Where To Go. I'm James Atkinson, Senior Brand Manager at DKI Witness. And I'm Lucy Richards, Senior Editor at DKI Witness. And welcome to Where To Go, where every fortnight we find out more about the world's favourite travel destinations with the people who know those places best. And it's a new year, it's a new season, Lucy. It is. Happy New Year, James. Happy New Year, Lucy. I think we can still say that. (laughs) (laughs) And to We're still in January. And and to listeners as well, obviously. Um, Thank you for joining us once again for a whole series of adventures of where to go. Yes. Uh, So, Lucy, any sort of travel, early travel plans for 2023? Absolutely none, which is actually exciting (laughs) because I think it will be season five of the podcast that then decides where I'm going. Yeah, I've got a blank. It's a blank slate for blank me slate. as well, pretty much. I'm going to Manchester. Hello, Dan. Um, <laughs> in April, that's, yes. that's very exotic uh, to do the Manchester Marathon. And that is, um, uh, but that's the only thing I've got planned or locked in and otherwise, I think. Yeah, um, that's true. I guess I have Edinburgh for a wedding. That's it. That's the only place that I know I'm going. So it's exciting. The possibilities of where we might end up, James. Absolutely. You know, we'll we'll let you know, listeners, if we do end up anywhere. Um, <laughs> hopefully. And, and hopefully we'll get a bit of inspiration like you guys from this travel podcast. Hopefully like you guys. So, you know, in, in terms of where we're actually going today, mm. uh, what is on the menu? Lisa? Well, now we ended in Rome yep. in season four and I'm absolutely delighted because we're off to Sicily. So I'm my friends and family know I love Italy, so I'm really happy. James, have you, actually, have you been to Sicily? Because I haven't. I've never been to Sicily. I've been to Sardinia. Um, Same, and, yes. Uh, yeah, I've been to Naples and and, um, and Sorrento yes. and that kind of bit of Italy too. Um, but ne- for some reason, never Sicily. And I, I think almost one of the things that stopped me from going to Sicily slightly is it's big. There's a lot yeah. of places you can potentially go to in Sicily. There's a lot, of, um, you know, I don't feel like I know enough about it to really quite know exactly where to go or where to stay or what to do um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a yeah. sizable island so I think 
our guest might really help us. <laughs> yes, I think she will. I can tell you now, we've got someone wonderful to talk to us about Sicily. We've got Ros Belford. So after living full-time in Sicily for 12 years, travel journalist Ros Belford now divides her time between Sicily and the UK. Ros has written and updated numerous guidebooks to Italy, including many for us at DK Witness, so we know her very well, and writes about Italy and Sicily for the likes of The Telegraph and Condé Nest Traveller. So... Welcome, Roz. Hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome, Roz. Hello. It's great to have you on the podcast. Um, so as usual, we're going to begin by learning a little bit more about our guest, Roz, followed by the all-important recommendations of where to go and insider knowledge of the island. Then we'll hear what it's been like recently, plus how you can travel more thoughtfully when visiting Sicily. So listeners, just before we get going with Roz, uh, just to say that as a focus for season five, of course, we all want to protect the places we love. So we'll also be asking our guests about sustainability initiatives and what we can do to give back to the local community when we travel, starting with what we can do in Sicily. So listen on to find out a little bit more about that. But that's going to be a regular motif of each episode this season, just to find out more about what we can do to to give back, to support local economies and to, you know, lessen the impact of our traveling so with that on with the show so Roz tell us what exactly was it that drew you to Sicily well um I was a mum with two little girls and we were living in Notting Hill and I decided the urban environment wasn't great for kids you know they were getting very excited about clothes and shops and you know, the commercial world. So I thought, naturally, I want to be a mum somewhere where there's sea and sun that doesn't cost too much. Mm. And at the time, the exchange rate was really good, the euro um, pound exchange rate. So it meant I could actually live on my royalties. And I'd never been to Sicily, um, but I thought it would be a good place to go so so we went and uh, looked around and it took quite a time to find what I wanted which was somewhere that was really unspoilt by the sea where I felt the kids were safe and mm. sadly a lot of the mainland Sicilian coast has been quite spoilt by overdevelopment so we ended up on a very mm. small island called Salina which is in an archipelago of seven islands off the coast of Sicily. Mm. Lovely. And and but you sort of chose Sicily over anywhere else in southern Italy. Was there a reason for that? Did you fancy island life, for example? This is a, that is a really long story. I thought <laughs> that I would follow the purported route of the Odyssey with the children. Ah, and okay. um, which was a kind of mad idea. And I had agents fighting for the book and it all looked like it was going to happen and the very first place I wanted to go was this island called Favignana which is off the coast of Sicily because um, there was going to be a tuna slaughter there and I wanted to see it so we went there the tuna slaughter didn't happen and I realized that Favignana was like not a great place to live it was it was quite weird Mm. and I didn't really meet anyone that I had anything in common with but I'd already loved Sicily so we went off and looked around and I thought well I've heard about these Aeolian islands but I'm not sure about those they're volcanic is it a great idea to go and live on a volcano Um, but we went and it was so beautiful 
And the very first day I was there, I met an English woman who also had kids and we just mm. hit it off. And we're like 20 years later, we're still best friends. Oh, lovely. That's so really that nice. was that was how it how it happened. And the book never happened because even though the agents were excited, we didn't get as far as getting a publisher who was willing yeah. to pay enough to make it worthwhile. So that's that's the story. I see. I see. So, um, uh yeah, what do you love most about Sicily? What what kind of, in, in, if you can sum up in your whole 12 years that you spent there and all the num- numerous times that you've been back since, I guess. Yes, I mean, uh, you know, the obvious things are the, are the weather and, yep. and, and uh, which is marvellous and swimming, um, either in the sea, rivers and lakes, beautiful um, architecture and scenery, which is all very varied. But if I compare my life here, to life in Sicily is it's the people the people are just so much more open warm friendly um helpful mm. fun and yeah. I really find England a little bit repressed I find yeah. it quite hard <laughs> so that's when I feel homesick it's always to do with people and What's really wonderful, I mean, obviously I speak really good Italian, so my experience isn't going to be representative of that for people who don't speak any Italian. But every time I go, even if I go to a place I don't know, I always end up having amazing conversations, making real connections that can feel really quite deep with people. Mm. People will open up very, very quickly there. And I think that's the thing that I love most about it and and mm. which no longer is really the case in some of the big cities of 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 northern northern Italy I mean I know Rome Venice Florence really well mm. and they are a little bit more north european a little bit more reserved in attitude but Sicily they're still very open yeah yeah because that was going to be my next question really is like how does it compare to the rest of Italy and would you say that Sicily is a continuation of the south of Italy in terms of people's attitudes and lifestyles or is it is it kind of independent and and of its own yeah I think it's a continuum I think I find that maybe some of the south of Italy attitudes are a little harsher Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is quite a difference between coastal Sicily and inland Sicily yeah. and even differences between different parts of inland Sicily. So the southeast of Sicily, which is where Syracuse is, is uh, the people are very soft and open and the mafia has never had much of um, an an inroad there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's actually the place that I certainly feel most comfortable myself and where I you know I could live the rest of my life oh lovely that's so nice Ros we have to touch on the latest season of the White Lotus did you watch it um I've watched two episodes (laughs) (laughs) I watched the first episode and then I I I whizzed through because in the first episode I was really intrigued because they mentioned um, the three men who's the de Grassos were going to Testa dell'Aqua and I'm going like Testa dell'Aqua. <laughs> you know, I've been there lots of times because it's actually a really horrible place. It's really desolate, but it's very near some amazing walks. And we've done mm. all these amazing walks in Gorges and we end up at Testa dell'Aqua because there's a cafe where you can get hot chocolate. So I was really <laughs> intrigued to see that. Um, so, yes, I have, I have been watching it. I mean, the scenery does look absolutely stunning. Does it do it justice? 
It does do it justice. I mean, um, the hotel where they film at is the San Domenico Palace in um, in Taumina. Taumina is the most touristy place in the whole of Sicily. Oh, and really? It, yeah, and people have been going to Taumina since the late 19th century. Mm. D.H. Lawrence lived there. Um, and there's a real gay scene. There's, there's an historic gay scene in Taumina. So quite a few English people English gay men went to live in Taumina because they could have more freedom there. Oscar Wilde was there. There's a plaque where Oscar Wilde's lodgings were. I don't think he stayed there very long. So it has this sort. It had this sort of decadent air. Now, I I really would not recommend that you go to Taumina for your first time to Sicily because <laughs> it's it's just so cliched. Yeah. The, the scenery yeah. is absolutely beautiful, but it's really busy, yeah. and you will get, I don't know if you notice the attitude of the Italians towards the tourists yeah. in the hotel. It's like kind of here they come again. And yes. there is that feeling in Taumina that they are so tired of tourists, you know. So they must be now in their sort of third or fourth generation of people who've been born there mm. to work in the hotels. And you do not get the best of Sicily going to Taumina. What you do get the way, I mean, obviously it has the most incredible views of coastline with Mount Etna above and can't take anything away from that. But Taumina doesn't need any more tourists and you won't have the best time in Sicily if you start there. Well, I think I think it's an interesting theme of the of the TV show as well, where it is the kind of like locals versus well versus the tourists and how they interact and how they work together. And actually, it's really interesting thinking about a place like Talmina, where um, you know it's not necessarily it's a beautiful place, but it's it's somewhere that's overrun with tourists. And actually, like the art imitates life a little bit there. I mean, the, the hotels in Talmina, San Domenico included, are incredible. And so I kind of feel that it's really only if you're very rich and a bit scared of travelling that you should go to Taumina. And I really don't think that our guidebooks are, are, are addressing those sort of people because if you're not, if you're curious, you're not. Get, if you're not curious, you're not going to buy a guidebook. Well, that, that's a really good link into our next section because if you are curious about where to go in Sicily and the best things to do, that's exactly what we're going to discuss next. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. 
So to kick things off, we're going to ask you to give us a quick fire tour of Sicily. We're going to name a few categories and you have to suggest just one thing to do. So this is our very first quick fire round of season five, Roz. So we're expecting big things. <laughs> no uh, pressure. So no pressure at all. So if you're ready, we're going to kick off with your favourite thing to see. My favourite thing to see is the market in Ortigia, the um, the island centre of Syracuse, and all the hugely colourful, wobbly vegetables and fruit, <laughs> and being able to walk through that and see the sea, jump in the sea, and on a nice day you can swim through the reflections of the palaces and churches um, in in the sea, and those are my it's just like an amazing way to spend an hour. What a way to kick off the quick fire yeah. round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've never started with such a bang. I love it. That sounds amazing, Roz. This um, is really promising for the rest of the series. That's, uh... <laughs> yeah, absolutely love it. And then importantly, I always say this, but importantly, Roz, your favourite thing to drink or place to drink, whichever one you prefer. Okay, favourite thing to drink has to be um, Aperol Spritz which is that orangey red drink that they drink all the time in White Lotus. And I would drink it um, in a bar on the island of Salina, preferably at sunset, as the sun is falling behind the the silhouettes of the the islands nearby. And then if you stay until it's dark, if you're really, really lucky, you can see Stromboli erupting as you drink your Aperol Spritz because you can see little red lines as the lava comes up. So that would be my favourite place to drink an Aperol Spritz. Incredible. Yeah. Can't (laughs) be beaten. Can't be beaten. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, so this is really... And this is tricky for a lot of our guests, but especially for a guest talking about Italy and I guess especially for a guest talking about (laughs) Sicily. Uh, So your favourite thing to eat? To eat. Can I do two? Yes. James is me. Go for it. it. One is is really unusual (laughs) and it's mango granita because one of the things that um, emigration and climate change together have created is that mangoes can grow in Sicily and on on the island on Salina um, about 30 years ago someone came back from Australia with um, a little plant planted a mango tree and now um, they make granita which is like a sort of ice fruit sorbet Mm -hmm. out of fresh mango Mm -hmm. and it is just extraordinary that sounds so refreshing yeah love it and then the the most traditional thing that i love is um it's called has different names depending on where you are but basically it's the same thing um so i know it as spaghetti alla syracusana which means it's spaghetti from syracuse but they can call it palermitana if it's from palermo and it's spaghetti with anchovies capers wild fennel currants saffron and breadcrumbs and it is just gorgeous that sounds gorgeous yes Please pass me a bowl of that. I would <laughs> demolish it. Um, and then, Roz, your favourite day activity? Okay, my favourite day activity um, would be to go to a gorge, a limestone gorge called Cava Grande, um, which has got natural caves that people used to live in. So you see those, you walk down, and then at the bottom, mm. there are these amazing little lakes that you can swim in. And the best thing is to go in low season when the water is icy and there's no one else there. Wonderful. 
Wonderful. That sounds sounds great. Um, and finally, and you're nearly done with the quick fire round. Only mm-hmm. only one t- only one little uh, little step out of line. But, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll forgive it given it's food and Sicily. Um, uh, but um, your favourite museum or gallery? Ah, that's really difficult um, because I could have chosen the um, you know the famous ones, but I decided to go for one that no one will have heard of. And it's a little archaeological museum in a village called Idone. And it has um, the masks of two goddesses, Demeter and uh, Persephone, that were stolen by the Mafia, sold to the Getty Museum in Malibu, and were returned about 10 years ago to Sicily and are now in this museum. And they are extraordinary. They're very eerie to look at. And I just think it's an amazing thing to see and also amazing story. Excellent. Thank you, Roz. Um... So then sort of talking now more more generally, widening our lens mm-hmm. for our wonderful listeners, what are some of the highlights that that you think listeners shouldn't miss in Sicily at large? Okay, well, I think if we start with first time, going for the first time, yes. I Great. think, I think you should go to southeast Sicily. Um, because as I was saying earlier, I think you should go to southeast Sicily because it's gentle um, there are fantastic beaches. There are whole, I think there are six or seven towns that all have these beautiful Baroque centres because they were all built at the same time at the um, end of the 17th century following an earthquake that destroyed the whole of southeast Sicily. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're, they are absolutely beautiful. Um, there are places like uh, Ragusa, Noto. And my very favourite, which is Chicli, which if anyone watches Inspector Montalbano, a lot of that mm. is is filmed okay. there, and that's yeah. that's really beautiful. But also, the beaches around southeast Sicily are wonderful, and there are all these limestone gorges, like Cava Grande. There's another one called yeah. Pantalica, um, and that's where I would go. And people are lovely, and tourism has arrived quite recently so you get a nice welcome people are curious that sounds wonderful because sicily is is quite a huge island isn't it it's it's actually it's 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 really really sizable and i guess um yeah a lot of a lot of tourists kind of maybe go towards the north into palermo a little bit more potentially or yes i mean i would not recommend starting with palermo i think palermo is loved most by someone who is already in love with sicily because nice. it is really heavily trafficked. You have to be on your guard. It's like any big city. Um, mm. It is exuberant and over the top, but it's not It's not relaxing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and I, I think it's somewhere to go when you're already hooked on Sicily. I, I don't I think it's a good place to go your first time. And I also don't think it's a good place to drive for your first time in Sicily because it's quite scary. Italian drivers. Well, Sicilian Palermo drivers. drivers. I actually learned to drive in Sicily and the rest of it's fine, but Palermo isn't. And people tuck their uh, wing mirrors in because they're worried about motorcycles bumping into them. So no one has any idea what's going behind them. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) And people overtake on both sides and it is an utter, utter nightmare. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay, I'm not um, going to drive in Palermo then. That's decided. Yeah, yeah. That's lesson learned there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you've really got to get the feel of the rest of Sicily 
and 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 get in tune with the with the lifestyle there before really enjoying that i think so and then i mean the other you know the famous thing is mount etna of course yes um I would recommend going up there with a volcanologist. So if you look carefully at the tours that there are, choose one that's got a volcanologist and a jeep and you'll really, really understand the whole volcano and go to like, through beautiful forests and go to places that other tourists don't go and that's really special. Just going up on the um, on the chairlift to the top, ain't that great? I mean, it can be... It, you're it's horrible rather than it's memorable because it's horrible <laughs> right <laughs> are you are you afraid of heights Ros, or are you uh, are you uh... <laughs> it's just like being on a big slag heap i mean it's just not that nice <laughs> uh, stromboli yeah. however if you really really love volcanoes the one to go to is stromboli because you you could you, you're guided you walk up at night and you're pretty much guaranteed to see eruptions because it basically wow. erupts every 20 minutes and that is just extraordinary and beautiful and your stromboli is like a cone in the middle of the the sea so mm. you've got the sea and then you're looking over the other six aeolian islands and that's something i just don't think people would forget ever yeah. it's yeah. just amazing so yeah. i would i would think you know for volcano people go to stromboli before etna good great. tip great tip i, I just do not want to miss out on the minor islands of Sicily because I know I lived in on on Selina, but there's an island called Pantelleria, which is closer to Tunisia than Sicily. Oh, really? Um, and you can you can fly there or get a ferry, and it is extraordinary. Except absolutely beautiful. If anyone likes um, walking, coast walking, uh, swimming with amazing volcanic formations above you then you have to go to um, Pantelleria and it has natural hot springs oh, and a natural sauna and natural hot pools and it's just beautiful that sounds wonderful and actually leads me perfectly into my next question Ros about sort of is Sicily's best kept secrets are there any sort of place hidden gems that you'd be willing to share with us yeah well my very favorite is a little town called Palazzolo Acraede which is in southeast Sicily not really visited very much and um, has these extraordinary beautiful baroque um, churches whole maze 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 of streets and then because it's on a hill partly and then there's a valley and then there's another hill you sort of come out and you're suddenly at eye level with the saints on the dome of the cathedral below you and it also has the best cafe i've ever been to which is called corsino and they just make the best arancini and pastries and they do a very good aperol spritz and it costs about three euros amazing yeah and it's just beautiful so palazzolo is the place oh and it has a greek theater it has wow you know a a, 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 um yeah an ancient greek theater wow well yeah actually that's that's something just to quickly touch on before we before we move on Mm -hmm. because obviously you know there are many sort of um ancient like roman ruins across Mm -hmm. sicily but then going even further back sicily's been um, sort of lived in for ancient, ancient times, basically. Um, yes, and going yes. back to Ros's original story about following uh, the Odyssey. Yeah, I guess that you know this is it's rooted in ancient history. It is. It, no, absolutely. So, I mean, there, there are there are cave, there are cave drawings. There's even cave drawings of um, 
uh, chasing um, tuna. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> no, wow. yeah, so, so the tuna fishing. Um, but yes, no, the Greeks were there, the Romans, Byzantines, Normans, Arabs, everyone's been there. So the whole um, of history is on The is whole on display. of history all is the, there. Whole of yes, history. Okay. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Wow. Amazing. Uh, okay, so we're going to, speaking of history, we're going to move on to uh, talking a little bit about the present and the future of Sicily and what's in store and what visitors can expect. Rising out of shimmering cyan seas, sun-kissed Sicily and its satellite islands are some of the most beautiful in the Mediterranean. Whether you want to explore mysterious ancient ruins in Segesta, hike the craterous trails around Mount Etna, or visit Palermo's cutting-edge galleries, your DKI Witness Travel Guide makes sure you experience all that the island has to offer. Get your copy of DKI Witness Sicily wherever you get your books, or find it via the link in our episode bio. It seemed like everyone was in Italy last summer, um, you know, post-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Everyone was really, really keen <laughs> to come back. Uh, how was 2022 for Sicily? And how, uh, did you manage to visit Sicily last year? I did. No, I was there a lot, but I avoided the summer, which I always do because it's just too hot and too many people. Um, but yeah. yeah, it was chocker. And actually, the interesting thing is that from what I could see, the season has tended to go on longer than it used to. So oh, um, bars were staying open longer into the season because basically there were more people and the weather. I mean, it was 27 degrees just before Christmas. Blimey. Which is, yeah. uh, you know, scary, but, yeah. you know, yeah. um, quite nice if you're there. Um, so, yes, I, I would definitely say go in spring or autumn or even Christmas. You know, I've had lots of Christmases there and we go walking and swimming and you have beautiful weather so I, I think extend the season I think Sicily is becoming a winter destination as well as you know spring oh, summer autumn yeah yeah and does that kind of like you know from say February March or so does it start to pick up temperature wise or um yeah well as I was saying it was 27 I mean that no one could believe how warm it was this winter mm. um mm. but yes yeah, so so from March it starts to get warmer um, but the sea takes a long time to warm up. So I think if you're a sea swimmer, you should go in the autumn rather than the spring. Okay. Um, but if That's you're if you're wanting to, you know, ex, you know, walk or sightsee, spring or autumn are fine. And obviously, the great thing about spring is that the wildflowers are just amazing. Yes. So that's that's yes. a big draw for the spring, I would say, for anyone who wants to do some country walking. That sounds absolutely wonderful. I'd love to do that. Um, Ros, many of us are trying to travel more thoughtfully mm-hmm. in 2023, um, whether that's reducing our carbon footprint or protecting wildlife or supporting local communities. How can our listeners travel more responsibly when they visit Sicily? Well, you can go by train or by train to Genoa and then get a ferry, but it will cost you maybe even 10 times as much as a low cost air ticket. So and and obviously take a long time. I think if I was going by train, I would only do it if I could stop at lots of places on the way. Yeah. In Sicily, any any initiative that starts from the top down doesn't work. 
Uh, okay. Corruption comes in. There are people who are very, very good at you know getting EC grants on um, dodgy grounds. For example, right. on on Selena, um, someone tried to open um, a didactic farm. Um, because they knew if they did that and got the grant, they could then change it into a luxury hotel. This was oh, in a protected right. in a in a protected village, which was actually the one where the film Il Postino was shot, and they were actually found creating buildings like the ruins of buildings, so that they could make the argument that there um, there had been a village there, whereas in fact there hadn't. So what you need to do is look at for small local initiatives and thankfully there are quite a lot of these um mm. there's um there's a movement called the albergo diffuso which means the okay. diffused hotel and so different people in a village or town who've got rooms or houses will all get together and organize um they'll be organized under one umbrella so that you can check in online you go to a cafe to pick up the key and you'll be shown in but it's it's getting money straight to to locals and then um i've got three three places that i saw this this spring in the west of sicily that were all set up by locals and one is called val de cam um up above a town called Agrigento, which is very famous for its Greek temples. And mm. they take you to a cheesemaker, they take you to a local healer, they take you walking. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. And then there's um, a, a, a little, there are two people who run this Byzantine village near um, mm. a little town called Kalashibeta. That's amazing. And then I even found someone, they used to be the industry of collecting snow and turning it into ice yes. to make things like Granita. And there's a whole tour you can do near Agrigento, which a local ice cream maker has set up and you learn to make oh, ice wow. cream. So all these tiny initiatives, I think, are ways of getting your money to local people rather than to big business. Obviously, avoid cha- staying in big chain hotels as well because yeah that 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 money isn't going to get to locals that's quite interesting though to hear like you know locals kind of finding ways of you know uh making sort of more sustainable hotels i that kind of fascinates me i've never heard of that before where like entire villages can like kind of bond together exactly bandy together that's um that's wonderful and for for visitors that's such a authentic way of seeing uh, seeing a place as well through you know actually staying with people being able to kind of you know not being kind of put in your kind of prism yes no exactly and for example the one I know in this little town called Sheikli which um, is is famous from being used as a set for the Montalbano series yeah. um, they have such a range like you can stay in a little modest modest couple of rooms and spend maybe 30 euros or mm-hmm. they have wonderful rooms in a Baroque palazzo with frescoed ceiling. Um, but you all, you all go to the local cafe for breakfast. Lovely. So it's just a nice. really nice way of, of kind of participating in a, in a community. Yeah. Yeah, it's bringing the, the, rather than having separated communities in hotels and, and outside of hotels, it's, bringing, it's merging the two together. Yeah, it's the app absolute opposite of white lotus yeah <laughs> yes absolutely yeah that's a it's a really really good way to come back to it i think uh just kind of thinking 
back with a sort of 20, 2023 New Year hat on. Yeah. Are there any kind of like um, exciting events on the calendar in Sicily or, or particular moments or times when people should go visit? Well, I think I wouldn't say that there's... A, I don't know if there's anything special happening in 2023, but what I would say is the Sicilians are really brilliant at festivals. So mm. Easter, for example, in the west of Sicily is extraordinary and they have processions, they reenact the crucifixion. It can all get a bit gory, um, but it is, it's very <laughs> interesting. And, um, and they also have loads and loads of food festivals. They'll have food festivals for anything from pistachios to strawberries to sausages to mushrooms mm. and you can look online if you the these the food festivals are called sagre or sagra and if you look you can find calendars of those and you can find you know foods that you might be interested in eating and tasting at some time that you're interested in going close to where you're going so that that is really worth worth looking at definitely um, and you mentioned about Christmas as well, and how Christmas is really nice in Sicily. Is there what what does a Christmas in Sicily look like? Uh, very understated. Oh, wonderfully understated. I mean, they do <laughs> do it, but it's not as important as Easter or local saints festivals. So, for example, when we lived on the island, they put up the cri- one string of Christmas lights on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> like a week before uh, two weeks before it had been the festival of um, Santa Lucia and yep. the whole town was out for the yeah. procession so yeah that's, that's fascinating yes. yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so if you want to get away from Christmas I'd, I'd, I'd love it if there's only one set of lights out on my street yes then Sicily is the place to go and and Roz, we talked we talked about the, the sort of wonderful community issues that are kind of going on. Um, uh, in terms of actually, you know, we also talked previously about the size of Sicily and kind of getting around. And um, you know, in terms of like alternatives to taking cars, etc., are there any easy ways to kind of travel around or to to get around and, and make the most of your time whilst also not necessarily you know watching your footprint? Okay, well. Easy might not be quite the right word, but interesting. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, the, the bus system is much better than the train system. And okay. mm-hmm. pretty much, I would say maybe about 90% of the village have one bus a day. Okay. But mm-hmm. um, it would probably leave from the village to the nearest town at about 6.30 in the morning and then come from the town back to the village at about 2.30. So it does mean that you need to get the 2.30 bus and stay overnight and then go back the following day. So easy isn't the right word, but you know, doing something that other tourists don't do is. Yes. Uh, yeah. But you can, you know, that's talking about villages, trying to visit villages. Um, it would be quite hard to get to some of the trailheads without, um, without a car, but... Um, there are two fairly new long-distance footpaths. Mm-hmm. Um, one is called the Via Francigena, and the mm-hmm. other is called the Grande Traversa di Sicilia. And one of them is 700 kilometres, <laughs> the other is about 300. Oh, wow. But it, they do <laughs> go through very, very small villages i hear that they're not fantastically well marked but for anyone adventurous that is a way of 
leaving no footprint but the ones you leave in the dust or mud depending on the time of year you go (laughs) is Sicily much of a good place for cycling as well I mean I can imagine it's probably hilly it is hilly (laughs) yes and there are quite a lot of um cycling tours that you can do Mm, um so I, I I mean I had a bike there and I you know used it quite a bit but the, the it's difficult really 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 to recommend it unless you're already hooked on cycling because the traffic isn't fantastic yeah 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 okay cool well i think that kind of brings us to the end of our Sicilian odyssey yes. somewhat um so thank you very much for taking us briefly around uh, sicily ros i i totally understand that there's many 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 things that we could have talked about <laughs> and um you can find a lot of Roz's work in various guidebooks including our own uh and um and online too um but yeah huge thank you Roz and uh yeah it's been lovely to to have you on the podcast it's been lovely talking about it a huge huge thank you to Roz yeah thanks for us I mean the quickfire round probably my most favorite quickfire round ever it was it was immediate it was well researched yeah she drank many april April spritzes in that square i'm sure (laughs) absolutely building up to that moment all in the name of research a really really good quickfire round so well done roz uh the quickfire round of dreams and yeah a brilliant guide to sicily as well and actually lucy as we were talking about at the start of the show i've always wanted to visit sicily i'd never known where to start no exactly know where to start and it's Syracuse yes exactly where to start and where not to start as well so thank you Roz for that and if you want to follow Roz's adventures on Instagram it's at roz.belford and then if you want to check out her website it's www.rosbelford.com I'm sure there's lots, lots more C- Roz Sicily content that you can kind of yes. uh, feast your eyes on. So um, uh, just to kind of say as well, obviously, thank you very much for coming back to us, listening to our new season. Um, there are lots of exciting guests and destinations coming up. Do we know where we're going next, Lucy? Yes, I think that we're off to Mexico. Ooh, Mexico. Um, very exciting. Yeah, very exciting. The first time we've gone to Mexico and it'll be really, really fascinating to kind of cover such a vast country with yeah. a lot to see and a lot to do i'm super excited i must say mexico wonderful absolutely so you can join us for that in a fortnight and until then it's goodbye from me and goodbye from me and we shall see you very soon where to go is a podcast from dk witness it was produced by julia baker presented by lucy richards and james atkinson with the help of bella talbot for more information about DK Witness, follow us on social media at DK Witness or visit dk.com forward slash eyewitness. And please like and follow the show. And if you have time, leave a review. Your support means so much to us. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.